the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Just open up your eyes and join me Cause I've been living in the sunshine Having such a nice time Sipping as coffee as the world dressed by me Living in the sunshine Having such a nice time I won't let the stresses of the world define me No, oh, oh to one of 100. Now that sounds like a percentage. This isn't a math show. Believe it or not, it's a caregiver show. Caregiver? Wait a minute. I have the wrong station. Caregiver? Uh, no, no, no. I, I'm tuning into K-Praise, I thought. Yes, K-Praise, where we are reaching out to caregivers. Did you realize there are over 60 million caregivers in America? And many of them are struggling with issues, depression. Many of them are alcoholics. Oh, wait, did the Christians call the caregivers alcoholics? Well, uh, I'm a Christian, and I know some caregivers that have some alcoholism issues because of caregiving. Yes, caregiving can be stressful. Caregiving is hard work. It's physical. It's mental. It's emotional. And where are the caregivers getting care? Who cares for the caregivers? Well, I'm a caregiver, and I found out God cares for the caregivers. And that's why I'm here, to let not only caregivers know, but their families the supporters, the friends, well, they're supposed to be supporters anyway. At least I thought they were supposed to support me. And then when I found out that they might not, well, what do you do then? You have to find some type of outlet. Well, the doctors say exercise. Yeah, that's a stress reliever. It is. I've done it. <laughs> Guess what? <laughs> it wasn't enough. Now what? Now what do I do when I'm in crisis mode mentally, emotionally, and even for me, the Christian, spiritually? Pray. You're supposed to pray, right? Pray at all times. Men should always pray and not faint, right? Well, caregivers faint because I fainted. Yes, physically. Hospitalized from caregiving? Yes. Diagnosed? Yes. By my MD? Absolutely. What? Wait a minute. Don't leave. Because if you're not the caregiver, this show is still for you. Why? Because you probably know a caregiver. I'm going to give you three seconds to think about it. Is it your sister, your cousin, your neighbor? You know somebody that's a caregiver. So what have you done to check in with that caregiver? Most times caregivers don't get any support because people don't care. (gasps) Is that apathy? Actually, it is. Well, wait a minute. No, no, no. I care. I just haven't had a chance. Wait, let's stop right there. You have had a chance. A chance is a possibility, a probability, one of 100 things to do in the day. You mean you didn't get a chance to stop, even pray for that caregiver, call that caregiver and say, hey, I'm going to the grocery store. Need anything? You mean you didn't even... Tell that caregiver I'm thinking about you, and I hope your day is going well. A lot of people 
ignore the caregiver. Why? Because they don't want the responsibility. They don't want that liability. Well, if I take her something once, then she's going to expect me to come back with something else. No, not necessarily. And most of all, they don't want to be accountable. Who's they? The family, the friends, the people that know you, even your coworkers. Coworkers, I thought you were a caregiver. Well, I worked a full-time job for 17 years, and I was also a full-time caregiver. What does that mean? That means just what I said. (laughs) I had two full-time jobs because being a caregiver is a full-time job. And even for those paid caregivers that only get part-time hours, uh, yeah, they're still working full-time because even when you leave a client – You're still working mentally, emotionally, and for some people, even physically, because of the stress, they're in pain, backaches, neck pain, knee pain from caregiving. Absolutely. Caregiving is stressful. (laughs) I said it before. I'll say it again. So if your family, if your friends of a caregiver, what are you going to do now? Because of the 100 things on average that a caregiver has to do, they have to figure out which one first. Hmm. Let's see here. Okay, because they usually walk into a disaster. When you're the caregiver that is the live-in caregiver, like I've been, you wake up to disaster. Sometimes at 3 o'clock in the morning when you're getting that intercom call from your little phone in the house and you have your loved one call you at 3.30 a.m., 4 a.m., saying, um, did you hear someone at the door? And you're in your good sleep, and you're like, no, I didn't. <laughs> and you're trying to be kind. You're trying to be nice. But guess what? Your good sleep just got interrupted. And in three hours, you've got to wake up and go to work to your full-time job. Yeah, 6 a.m., got to get up. Make it happen. Go work a full day. And we know that eight-hour jobs or 10-hour jobs. Come on, let's be realistic. Traffic. Yeah, you know how it goes. So you get home, and then what? Back to full-time caregiving. Because the caregiver oftentimes never has the chance to receive care. So how does a caregiver receive care? Well, first of all, caregivers, listen. You have to open up, let go. And not let God. That's the popular expression. Wait wait a minute. What do you mean not let God? Just what I said. First of all, you have to let go. Stop. Think about it. When you let go, now your hands are open. But when your hands are closed, you're hanging on to all your duties. I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to do this. In a few minutes, you're going to have a whole song, a rhythmic pattern of I got to do, I got to do, I got to do, got to, got to, got to. Well, now slow down. Do you really have to, caregivers? Think about it. I did, and eventually, after being weary, worn, and sad, as we love to say, oftentimes in our Christian realm, I, 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 I was the praying Christian. I, I, I was the one that read my scriptures. I, I went to church faithfully. I, I did all that stuff, but I was still weary, and I was still worn, And many days sad, despite the big, gigantic smile, the hefty laughter, and the gregarious personality. I was still sad. And then, not only was I sad, I became mad. And mad is different from angry. And angry 
can lead to hostility. Now you see why there are problems for caregivers such as depression. Yeah, depression. And then what else? Well, that's a mental health crisis. And sometimes people don't recognize depression as caregiving apathy. What is that? When caregivers actually don't want to do what they're supposed to do anymore and they don't feel the obligation, they're present but not willing, not ready, not wanting to do the work. So then what happens to the client, the patient, the loved one that's in need of care? What happens to them? Well, they suffer. They have to wait longer. Did that really happen to you, Lorraine? Yes, it did. How? Well, it happened many days because one thing I did was realize, hey, as a caregiver, I can't do it all. And that's when I began to list all the things that I had to do in a day. And eventually I got tired and more tired, and I realized, you know what? This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to write down this list, and I'm going to make one thing the priority. And that's how you ended up here on one of 100. Yeah, it's not just a percentage. It's the name of this show dedicated to caregivers and their families, friends, neighbors, pals, buddies. Yes, all of you. Because if there's no care for the caregiver, <laughs> there is no care. So caregivers, don't feel like you're all alone. No one cares because I told you, God cares. That's why K-Praise is here to support you in your walk and in your not talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that doesn't sound right. But sometimes caregivers don't want to talk. They don't want to talk about it. They're overwhelmed. They're in duress. They're under stress. But unfortunately, they oftentimes don't have anyone that wants to listen. And that's when I said, you know what? I'll listen. So whenever you want, go to kprz.com, download the show, and even email me your concerns, your questions. Hey, what should I do? My email is there, connect at LorraineCarroll.com. You can send me any issue. I'll listen. I'll read it first, <laughs> but I'll listen to what your heart is saying. And guess what? I'll even address it here live on the radio to let other people know what you're going through. Hey, I don't have to say your name, but I can say the issue. But hey, if you want me to say your name so your family can hear that you're crying out, sounds good to me. <laughs> don't feel afraid. Don't be ashamed. Tell me the trouble. All I'm going to do is tell Jesus, too, because I'm praying for all of you that are listening, caregivers, family, friends that are trying, even the ones that are a little convicted by now because you know you've done nothing to help that person in your life. You know you've done absolutely nothing to help that caregiver that's supporting your mom. Uh, Yeah, I even had some people tell me, yeah, I can't do it. Yeah, my sister has to do it because I don't don't have that kind of patience. What do you mean you don't have that kind of patience? You don't know what kind of patience you have unless you try. Um, Patience doesn't fall out of the sky. The only way you get patience is when you try, just like sitting in traffic. So what are you supposed to do? Be impatient and run into the car in front of you? Oh, well, I know some of you might have done that. Yeah, yeah, you have issues, but caregivers have issues too. And they have to figure out a way to take that one thing, make it the priority of the day, do it, and make sure that gets done. Well, of those hundred things, Lorraine, what am I supposed to do? Because I have to do this, I have to do that, I have to do this, that, that. Okay, okay, take a deep breath. Ready? Here we go. (sighs) 
Okay, do it again. Why? Because it's worth it. Because when you breathe in, that's the life. And when you exhale, that's the toxicity. Just like in real life, that's why we breathe in and breathe out. Isn't that amazing? But for us Christians, we get the pneuma. We get to breathe in God, the Holy Spirit. And then we get to breathe out frustration, anger, anything that's counterproductive to our productivity as caregivers. One of the things you've got to realize, caregivers, is no, actually, uh, be honest, you can't do it all, and you won't get it all done. Um, Actually, what you need to do is take a moment for you. But I don't have time. Yes, you do. But wait, no, no, you don't understand. Yes, I do. I told you. I've been a caregiver actually now almost 21 years. Whoa, okay, so what have you been doing? Um, Watching a mother go down the hill, as they say out there. Yeah, she's just getting worse and worse, huh? Uh, Great encouragement, friends, family. (laughs) Yes, I've had friends and family say that type of stuff to me. So for the people listening that you're feeling a little bad now and you're going to try to do better and encourage that caregiver, here's some things you can say. Hey, how have you been? Let's not go to the patient, the client, the person in need of care. Let's start with the caregiver. How have you been doing, Lorraine? Oh, thanks for asking. Because oftentimes what happens is, hey, how's your mom? Did you even say hello to me? Um, I, I, hello? <laughs> uh, yeah, my mom? Yeah, she's got her foot suspended in a cast. And, oh, really? No, I'm just kidding. Oh, well, <laughs> why did you say that? I thought she really did. Well, I'm trying to get your attention. That's what caregivers do in their heads sometimes to you. They might not say it out loud, <laughs> but they want your attention just for a minute because they want someone to listen to them. They want someone to hear them out for a change. Um, everybody knows that the loved one, the patient, the client needs the care, but what about the caregiver? Who's going to listen? That can be you, friend, family, sister, brother. Yeah, they say that guys don't want to do the caregiving. Did you know that? It's a stereotype. I don't know if it's true. But what I have found is actually there are a lot of guy caregivers. So if you're that guy that just made that grump and frump, well, I did the care. I'm the one that, okay, calm down. It's okay. There are a lot of guy caregivers out there too. Mm -hmm. And guess what? They need support too. What they have found, who's they? Researchers, um psychologists, all those people that do studies, they found that guys have a tendency not to complain as much. But women, on the other hand, have a tendency to lament more, even with tears. So what happens is they're heard more. That's what they say. And the guys just keep it all inside. But when you're a caregiver, you still need care. So how do people know that you need care if you don't say, hey, I I, I need some help. Well, remember when I was telling you about those fists and holding on to everything? I got to do, I got to do. Remember the song, I got to do? Well, take a moment and say, wait a minute. What's the priority here? At the end of the day, caregivers, everything on that list does not matter if you can't do the care. So the care actually begins with the caregiver. And that's how I came up with this show. One of 100? Yes. The one thing of the 100 things that you have to do that matter every day, all day, is you, caregiver. You matter the most. You're the first. You're number one. And that's why when you listen to my show on K-Praise 
every Sunday morning at 5.30 a.m., you are starting your day off remembering and reminding yourself, hey, I have to care for me first. So let me get my coffee. <laughs> let me say my morning prayer. Read a little meditational in the Word. The Psalms are always a great place to get some inspiration because there's all kinds of feelings and all kinds of excitement and all kinds of drama all the way from Psalm 1 to Psalm 150. You can get just what you need. Start there. Make it easy. You need some life advice on caregiving? Go to the Proverbs. (laughs) That guy, Solomon, he's got some good stuff and some of his buddies over there in Proverbs. Well, what about real life advice? That's when you... (laughs) Contact me right here on K-Praise. You can go to the website, kpraise.com. That's kprz.com. Email me at connect. You know, we need to connect caregivers. That's why the email address is so easy. Connect at lorainecarroll.com. Let me know how I can help you. Let me know what I can do for you. You need prayer. You feel like nobody cares. I'm here. I'll pray with you. I'll pray for you. You just want to lament? Go for it. You can write me a three-page essay. And believe it or not, I'll read it. (laughs) Not going to read it on the air unless you give me permission. Might take a clip, maybe a paragraph, something you say, a quote, if you give me permission. And I'll let others know, hey, they're not alone. So once you do that, make sure that when you listen, you're coming in with open ears, ready to say, well, for these few minutes, I'm going to let go. I'm going to have an open mind. And I'm going to take some advice. Yeah. But before you take it, make sure you receive it. Well, what's the difference? Remember I said, when you're a caregiver, you're holding on to all the things you have to do. How about let go of a couple of things and say, do I really have to do that? Reevaluate some of the things you're doing. Take a moment for yourself and say, you know what? I might be doing this wrong, actually. Let me find a more efficient way to do this. Because caregivers have a tendency to overwork themselves. And for those of us that did it for free, like I did for a long time, years, I'm talking 17 years, no pay, no compensation, not even thank yous. Because think about it. Who's going to tell you thank you when you can't get support? We don't have loved ones saying, thank you for taking care of mom. Thank you for taking care of grandma. What about the people that can't pay you with cash? Do, do they say anything? Usually, no, they don't. So what do we do, caregivers? First of all, we commend ourselves. <laughs> so that's one thing you can do of the 100. Make a commendation list of the things that you're going to commend yourself for doing as a great caregiver. What else can we do? We can affirm ourselves. Affirmations for caregivers, it's called self-affirmation. That's part of self-care. Well, what is that? When you say to yourself, I'm doing a good job. Because no one else is coming to tell you that you're doing a good job. And for those of you that are like me, I'm doing a fabulous job. And you smile and you dance as you clean up those matters that a lot of people don't want to hear about that you have to clean up. Yeah, you know the ones, caregivers. That stuff you have to take outside and put in the trash. Okay, okay. Yeah, moving on. Everybody doesn't want to hear your woes and gripes and the burdens of caregiving. Well, mm, I'm here to let them know. There are some burdens they do need to hear about (laughs) so that they can take those burdens that you're having to the Lord in prayer. Well, some people don't believe in intercessory prayer. What? Wait a minute. You mean to tell me there are people out there that don't believe in 
intercessory prayer, like praying for other people? Uh, yeah. Why? Because they're selfish? Why? Because we were all born in sin? Oh, yeah. Sin. That word. Yeah. And I knew a lady that taught me this years ago, and she said, selfishness is the source of all sin. And I was, wow, wow. It made sense to me. People don't look selfish, do they? No, you don't know they're selfish until they show you. And you've heard that saying, I can show you better than I can tell you. Well, what you do, caregivers, is not resent them. You forgive them. (sighs) It's okay. Yeah. So that goes back to affirming yourself, yes. Forgiving other people can be a form of affirmation. How? Because you are letting them go. So you open your hands and release them. The ones that didn't help you, that didn't call you, that don't care about you, yes. And you do what? Now that your hands are open, you can receive help from the Lord. One of my favorite concepts is that my help comes from the Lord. Many people look at that scripture, I will look to the hills from whence cometh my help. You know how we do. We do it full of drama and exclamation and excitement, right? Psalm 121, check me, check the Bible. Don't believe what I say. You look it up. Okay, now what? <gasps> All of my help comes from the Lord. Well, that that's in verse 2. But in verse 1, it's, I will look to the hills from whence cometh my help. But a lot of people didn't understand. There's a little sarcasm there. So I like to do what I call Bible translation, Lorraine style. And guess what? Guess what? That scripture says, I'm not looking to some hills for some help. I'm going straight to God. He's my help. He's my source, my resource, and all that I need to be a caregiver. Ooh, yeah, think about it. You figure it out. You study that verse a little more for you. Get what you need from the Lord. Let the Lord be your help. Once you do that, once you allow him to help you, now you've got some support. What is support? Uh, Help. You have to receive it. So when people come up to you and they say, "Um, is there anything I can do? Oh, no, no, I got it wrong. Oh, oh. okay. And let me try that again. Hey, did you need help with that? Uh, uh, um, um, yeah, you might struggle a little bit. Yeah, because pride, which is selfishness, yeah, it kind of will lead you on along to that destruction that I was talking about earlier, that depression, that codependency on substances, and, yeah, even self-abuse, like I'm no good, I can't do this, all the things that put you down. I told you we're in affirmation mode. So a part of affirming yourself is receiving help. How is that? Because you're humbling yourself, first of all, and saying, yes, I need someone to assist me. It's okay. Admit it. So once you have affirmed yourself, you can start admitting that you actually do need help and you want help. So when people come up to you, even the strangers, they do it to me all the time. They see me struggling to get my mom out the car and they say, can can, can I help you with that? Yes. That's the first thing I say, even though I don't know what I want them to do yet, but I do say yes. And then I tell them, give me 30 seconds and I'll figure out what I need you to do. And that's all you have to do. Accept the help first, and then you can move into what you need from them. Because they don't know what to do, but they want to help. Receive the help. So after you admit it that, yeah, I've been turning away help. It's my fault. 
you can get back to that number one priority, which is you. Because remember, if there's no care for the caregiver, there is no care. So what what do we do from here? First of all, we come back to the show every week and figure out how can I support myself better? How can I depend on the Lord better? How can I give my cares, my burdens, my worries, my issues to the Lord? Besides prayer, what else can I do? Well, the Bible says confess your faults to somebody. You've got that one prayer partner, don't you? Well, if you don't, I'll be your prayer partner. Just go to kprz.com, look up my email address, connect at lorainecarroll.com, and send me your prayer request. I'll pray with you. I'll send you a prayer back. In the meantime, what you can do is make sure that you listen every Sunday, 5.30 a.m. here on KPRZ, where I will be here to listen to you lament, and I'll also be here to support you, give you some advice, real-life advice from a caregiver like I've been for almost 21 years. When you need that mental help, that support that you can't get, but most of all, that spiritual lifting, that support you need spiritually, I'm here for you. Be sure to join me every Sunday, 5.30 a.m. on K-Praise, and I'll be here to support what you need. Of the 168 hours you have in a week, make sure you take some time this week to reduce your load, realize that you cannot do it all, and that the Lord is there waiting for you to care. He cares for you regardless, even if you don't admit it, even if you don't say, Lord, I need your help. He's there to care. But you've got a psalm called Psalm 55 at verse 22. Check it out. I'm not going to read it to you. Take the time. Let the word of God strengthen you and give you all the encouragement you need. And until then, I'll be waiting for you right here on K-Praise on 1 of 100. Thank you for listening. I'm Lorraine Carroll. See you next week, 530 a.m. here on K-Praise. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.